It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But MIDI Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Today, y'all, we have Brie, aka at Beleche on Instagram, which by the way, I love that Instagram name. <laughs> Thank you. I was, really, I was really stoked on it. It's really I cute. Had, I had to think about it for a minute, but <laughs> it I is was really happy cute. with what I came up with. Um, and we, we, we reached out to Beleche because, as you know, Jamila and I have had... Go, throughout our podcast, as you if you've grown with us, you know we've had we've gone through a lot of um, a journey about like how we feel about relationships and monogamy. as they as they return as they pertain to monogamy, openness, and all those things. I was in a monogamous relationship, well, one sided monogamous relationship, and then you know in my singleness, kind of started to explore open relationships, um, and more recently have kind of decided that I'm not sure they're for me. Mm. Well, really, I said they're not for me. Um, 
still like there's like a little still there's like a still like a crack of a door open i'm like i kind of like i'm still like on the fence about it because i don't really believe monogamy is natural not i don't really i don't believe monogamy is natural but i'm also possessive and i need to know i'm that bitch number one number uno um and it's just a weird basically we're in limbo <laughs> basically we've had even some listeners like. reach out to us and being like how could you flip I was really so yeah, like like I listened to this last episode and like her beat. What the fuck? You guys aren't allowed to change your mind. Yeah, I thought you guys were open and cool and now who are you? Yeah, like who are you? How dare you be conservative? What is this? Go to church? What's happening? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm trying to figure it out. And then, you know, I saw that you, you know, you've been in mm-hmm. an open relationship for a long time. Mm-hmm. And for me, like, I've never met anyone that's been in a successful open mm-hmm. relationship for an extended amount of time. Right. It's always been, like, pretty short. Mm-hmm. And our last, or t- a few guests ago, we had on Daphne Waynes, who had a lot of strong opinions on open relationship. And she's she's older. Mm-hmm. She has five kids. You know, she's, you know, she doesn't really believe in dating. She really, her whole idea of, like, relationships is to be married. Mm-hmm. Um, and somehow her, her thinking has, like, I don't know if it's polluted my brain or if I agree with it. I don't know. I know. She she was very convincing. And she's like really well spoken, so I and understand. Soft spoken. Oh soft my god, so soft. She's a very delicate woman. <laughs> Talking about very delicate marriage. Like, yes, I agree. Um, no, I feel the same way. And it's really strange for me to admit it because I am um, a very free spirit. Mm-hmm. I like to flirt with everybody. Um, I hate to be limited in that. I hate mm-hmm. for someone to tell me what to do, which is probably my number one issue. Mm-hmm. Don't fucking tell me what to do. Um, so, but I do also have a little bit of, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to call it insecurity or ownership. Or, it's not ownership. I don't want to own you because I don't want to tell a nigga what to do. I'm not your mom. But I, I do. You just want him to know what you want I him want, to do. Yeah, I just want you to read my mind and remind me that I'm number one at all times mm-hmm. and that everyone falls at wayside. <laughs> She's cute, but not cuter than me, right? <laughs> And I mean, you can still do that in an open relationship. Right. So I'm, I'm learning that I thought, I told Young Bay last time I was there, I was like, oh, by the way, uh, I don't believe in open relationships anymore. I'm over that. It's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, yeah, by the way, update on my status. Um, I'm not into that anymore. That, that part of me is dead. <laughs> that part of me is dead. So you you're, should be very happy to hear that. Or unhappy. Or uh, No. That, is, that doesn't he serve wasn't, him. He, he wasn't with it. He wasn't with the open relationship? He was never with them. I was just like, oh. why don't you want to just be open? And then I was like, no, I'm not sharing. So I was like, oh, by the way, I wanted to tell you something. By the way, I'm your dream wife now. <laughs> I've changed. <laughs> with the lies, the lies. <laughs> um, but again, now that we, I'm back on the fence again. I don't know. I don't know because I don't want any rules. But it doesn't mean I necessarily want to bang everybody else but I also would like to bring a girl home sometimes mm-hmm. and then also like what if you think a guy is fine and you're in like Mexico right <laughs> there, I mean there's a million there's situations to consider yeah mm-hmm. um so can you just tell us a little bit about you I know yeah. you're a mama uh-huh. of a one-year-old one-year-old one-year-old. one-year-old and you've been married for it'll be five years this summer and yeah. in, in this relationship with him for though like you said 10, 10 years. Yeah. Wow. So, so you've known him since you were 21. Yeah, we oh. met when we were babies. Oh, wow. And I mean, I think that's a part of the reason why we decided to be open because... So even since you were 21, you've been open. Well, how it all started was um, I met... Daniel is my husband's name. I met Daniel. We were 21. Um, we had a magical night together, but I already had a boyfriend. 
and um, I was immediately very conflicted, but it wasn't my first time in that situation. It was kind of a thing, a pattern I realized that I was repeating is that I would be cheating. And so I was like, I was like, okay, is there something wrong with me? And it threw me into a little bit of a spiral because um, I really did love my boyfriend at the time, but I also really loved this new person that I just met. Um, so what ended up happening is I had to make a decision and I literally was like physically ill over it, but I chose my now husband. And, and months into that, my relationship with him, I was still thinking about it. Like, well, is there a different way to do things? Like, is monogamy the only answer? And I was 21 and I'd kind of like, I don't think I knew that open relationships existed or I'd only, my only context was cheating. Mm. Like there's been cheating in my family history too. So just a lot of negative connotations with it. But I hopped on the internet and like I learned that a lot of people were doing it. And I learned the term polyamory which if people aren't familiar, it means many loves. It's just the idea that we can love more than one person romantically at the same time, that there's not like a finite amount of love we have to give in that way. So I came across this idea and I was like, oh my God, it's me. This is me. <laughs> and I was so excited and I told Daniel about it and he was a little nervous, but he... Because he had never been in a relationship like that. I'm right, saying. neither. So yeah, we're, we're babies. Yeah. And so um, he he was very open to it though and... Really, he just loves me so much, and he wants me to be happy. And so he's like, okay, yeah, let's like let's see what that's all about. And so throughout our 10 years together, being open has looked very different because we're individuals that are constantly changing and growing, and our relationship is always different because of that too, and our needs are always different. So at the beginning, it was like I'd make out with someone that when I was at a bar with friends and I thought was cute, you know, like, and then it's been... And then would you tell him that? Like, so that was the deal. Like, what was in the beginning? Like, I think it's funny. It's a long time. It was hard to remember. But I think in the beginning, it, I, would, I wouldn't have to ask before it happened, but I, he would want to know afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, but casual sex still, like, wasn't something that I was really doing anyways, so we didn't have to have that conversation of like, oh, well, can you have sex with other people until later? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so so it's really been like slow, I guess. Had different phases. Yeah, it's, and it's had it's had very different phases. At, at some points it's been, or one of the things that when you guys spoke to Daphne that I, a misconception about non-monogamy that she kind of highlighted was that it's about sex. Um, and that people in open relationships, you know, they just want to fuck other people. And and that's not what it has really ever been for my partner and I. Um, not ever. There's been times. But what it's always been for us is I don't want to limit his experiences. Um, and I think that when you decide that your partner can no longer be intimate with another person you're just limiting them so much. Like, and intimacy can look, as we talked about earlier, like a bunch of different ways. It can be deep friendship where you're meeting up with someone and cuddling and talking until three in the morning, or it can mean meeting up with someone and fucking, you know, it's, it's always different. But I think that when you don't allow your partner intimacy with other people, you're really limiting their, their life experience and their growth. And I think that, um, that's something that we just kind of agreed we didn't want to do 
So that's kind of the, the basis. I read a book once. I can't think about what book it is. And it's because that, that, that's one thing. Once the first time I was introduced to polyamory, I was like, that makes sense. Um, oh, that, that resonates with me. Mm-hmm. And that was literally, I was probably like 18 or 19. Mm-hmm. And um, I read something and it was rather profound. And I think I've said this before in another podcast, but it was about limiting love mm-hmm. and not just intimacy. So it's, it was basically saying, if I tell Erica, you could only love me intimately, like if you look at this person this way, you do this with that person, you're actually coaching someone to, to learn how to limit their love. Mm-hmm. And when you teach someone to limit their love, they'll start to limit their love with you. Because you're pra- the, you're the act of practicing limiting, mm-hmm. putting your love in a box, will inevitably flow into other parts and places where you love other things and people. Right. And subconsciously it becomes like a little bit resentful. Mm-hmm. And that also made sense to me. And, and, and for me, I think it's the same. I had, I had to come to this point to be like, it's not about necessarily fucking everybody else, mm-hmm. but just the freedom to know that I have the choice mm-hmm. to do what I want to do and that it's like in no, in no circumstance does it jeopardize my relationship with you, but I'm not being limited in, in my flow of love. And that resonates because mm-hmm. I just, if you know me, I'm a, I'm a flowing, mm-hmm. loving person. Mm-hmm. I want to love everyone. I want everyone. I feel, I feel deeply about loving people and connecting with people. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, I don't want to be in the club and someone's staring me down because I'm having five minutes too long of a conversation with right. someone. And we're talking about his grandmother, you right. know, like calm down. So I, I get, I do understand that. But on the flip side, <laughs> Oh my god, like, people ask a lot. On the flip side, um, but like, would I feel the same way if somebody was having a long ass conversation in a nightclub and I'm looking at them like, <clears throat> but I think it has a lot to do with the fundamentals and the foundation of the relationship and mm-hmm. the respect level and the love that you're secure with. And I realize, even having this discussion, that me feeling that crazy laugh right there is just like my insecurity, you know what I mean? And and I even thought about in my openness when I was when I was siding with Daphne and I was going more on my monogamous side, mm-hmm. I was thinking, Oh my God, I only wanted to be in an open relationship because I was I am scared of commitment and also I would I'm scared of someone not fully committing to me. Mm-hmm. And if we can keep it open then I'm not vulnerable and getting hurt or betrayed mm-hmm. and then like having to compare myself to the person that stole you and having to kill her. but or you know what I'm saying so there's so many there's so many ways to look at it Mm -hmm. you know what I mean like am I just being fucking psycho and insecure am I you know what I mean there's just like I think in exploring which which side of the spectrum you resonate with you really have to go deep inside yourself Mm -hmm. and heal and heal yeah I I think it sounds like that's what what it is that's what I really um that's an aspect of it that Daniel and I also have really it's been hard, but we've really, it's been rewarding, is that we've had to face so many insecurities and so many fears and just things that we wouldn't face if we weren't in an open relationship. And that's been really, oh, so hard, so, so hard, but also, like I said, just really rewarding. And I feel like it's helped us both to grow as individuals and it's really deepened our marriage. And yeah, I mean... But I also I also want to say this is really important for me to say is I don't think that an open relationship is superior to monogamy. I think a lot of people who are in either camp will say that one is superior Better to the, than other. the other. And yeah. I am not of that opinion. I think that 
everyone has to decide what's right for them. And I even think that, like, just because an open relationship works for Daniel and I, maybe it wouldn't work for me and another person. And monogamy might be the better option. I just think you got to do what's best for you. Right. And it's not like a one size fits all. Yes. Okay, I have a question. Uh Uh-huh. Um, I went on a date with this guy, uh-huh. and um, when we got there, he was like, oh, yeah, I'm in an open marriage. And I was okay. like, wait, <clears throat> wait, hold on. So you're married right now? <laughs> <laughs> like, right now? Like, right this second? Uh-huh. I was like, yeah. I was like, wait, so you live with your wife? He's like, yeah. I'm like, because he told me she lived up, he lived up the street. I'm like, so she's up the street. <laughs> and I was so perplexed, not because I've never been in a situation like that, because, you know, like, I'm all for it. And probably in my 20s, I'd be like, it would be even better. He's not going to, like, stalk me. But I realized then, first I was a little irritated he didn't mention it before I got mm-hmm. there because, first of all, I'm here for the meal, but <laughs> <laughs> maybe I would want to know that. <laughs> but um, I, I asked him, I said, so have you ever had a side relationship and how, and he said, yeah. I said, well, mm-hmm. how long did that last? He mm-hmm. said, three years. And mm-hmm. I said, well, what happened? Mm-hmm. And he said, well, she wanted more. Mm-hmm. And the first thing I thought is like, duh. Yep. And I thought, damn, this is another reason that switched my thinking as the third person, you know, not in the initial relationship, as I thought. To me, it's selfish. If I, okay, because there's different types. Like you said, I want to know also the difference between open and poly, if Mm -hmm. there's a difference. But to me, it's like, I've asked guys, like, okay, so do you want two wives? And some guys are like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, that makes more sense. Mm -hmm. If there's a space where we could all coexist permanently, Mm -hmm. I get it. But if not, like, me, I'm 31, what the fuck am I here for? I have a kid. Like, I'm not here to, like, fuck you and you go home. And also, I don't like that he, he explained, like, you know, basically, my wife is priority. If she needs me, I'm going to go. Mm-hmm. That doesn't resonate well with me. What if I need you? <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, totally. To me, it felt selfish. And I would be like, even if I'm in a marriage or in a relationship, I wouldn't even ask anyone else to do that because it's selfish. Mm-hmm. Um for you guys, how does that work with you guys? No, that's, that's, you're hitting on something I think really, really big and important and hard. Um, I, I've been, I was also in a three-year relationship Mm. and it worked really well because he was younger. I was 27 and he was 24 at the time when we met and he's a creative, he's in a band, that's his priority. And so, um, we didn't run into the problem of him wanting or needing more because what I had to give with from like in an open relationship, still being married, was totally enough for him. Mm-hmm. And um, it worked for a really long time, but then I got pregnant and... I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, I got pregnant and I was, I mean, he, he's still a dear dear friend it was a beautiful relationship um but I was like dude I'm, I'm pregnant like a, ba- <laughs> a baby's gonna come like and my time is gonna be even more limited like we got to start thinking about this like what is it gonna mean for us and um we had really great communication at that point because we'd been together for a while um and and he really wanted to push through and kind of see and I was like all right and then when I was around like four or five months pregnant, he actually met somebody else. Mm. And throughout our relationship, I always encouraged him to see other people. He didn't really. He did from time to time, but because he was very busy and I was seeing him like maybe once or twice a week, that was really working for him. Mm. Um, But he, he met somebody else and he found himself on the other Sorry, side. Sorry, I fell asleep. Oh, like, that's okay. Where, like, where are you going over there? <laughs> <laughs> he found he found himself on on like my side, 
where he was having to navigate like two different people's feelings mine and then this new woman he was seeing and he couldn't handle it it was too much and he broke down to me (laughs) he just like broke down and he's like I can't I can't do this I'm so sorry I met somebody else and I'm like I'm so happy for you Mm -hmm. like I there is a limit to how much I'm going to be able to give you in our relationship together like maybe if we were together for like 10 years we would have to start discussing something (laughs) like okay are you like are you like a second husband? husband? Like, are we gonna have to introduce you to the family? Like, I can see. Did, did you did he ever meet your husband? He yeah, did. He were they did. cool? Um, they were cool. I think that that was challenging because masculinity is hard. Yeah, you know? and I was I was gonna say that to you. Masculinity, period. Yeah. I think unfortunately because of the society we live in, it's easier for a man to navigate an open relationship. Totally. Because. You got pregnant. Yeah. Now there's this visual, like, reminder. And, like, are you going to have sex with me? Is it going to be something for your husband, too? Oh, that's my baby up mm-hmm. in there. Like, you know what I'm saying? There's all these concepts. And then even for, like, just a, a man, period. Like, oh, you have a husband? Mm-hmm. And so, like, are you, you fucking him raw? There's all these toxic masculinities totally. that, that make it easier for a man to maintain that role. Mm-hmm. Whereas a woman, there's all these double standards. And then you're a mom now. Mm-hmm. Oh, great, you know? So um, I think that's rather interesting. Has it happened on the, like, Daniel having a separate relationship? He hasn't. His have mostly been flings or just one-night stands. He hasn't really um, found anyone that he's dated long-term. Um, he is still kind of deciding how he wants the open marriage to look for himself, like what feels best. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, and I've had more practice at this point. And that's also a personality difference. I'm just more of an extrovert. Mm-hmm. I work at a bar. It's easy he's to meet a, people. Yeah, he's a teacher. He's more. He's Those more teachers don't let them fool you. No, <laughs> no I'm just kidding. No, we've had a few educators on, uh-huh. and I'm always like, "Wait, what's going on at Apparently, LA? Educators what's going on at uh, LAUSD?" No, I mean, not educators can't be freaky, but uh, just, I'm just saying it's not really no, a place. No, where no, you no I get it. I get it. No, I get it. No, at a bar, obviously, you're you're more you're engaging with people that are you know open, free, like maybe not yeah. open, but they're they're there to meet people. Yeah, but there is something to like. You always have to keep in mind in an open relationship when you're when you're dating other people, and I think that. Um, People who are new to non-monogamy, they don't realize this, and I've like coached people through this a little bit, is you have to understand that in your relationships that are not, um, if you're in a primary, that are not your primary relationship, there's going to be a lot of hurt and there's going to be a lot of endings because... How far can you take yes, it? Yes, how far can Unless you take it? Unless you're literally in the market for a second exactly. wife or a second husband. And, so, and I think people like oftentimes aren't ready for that. Because it's hard. Like, breaking up is never fun. fun. It's never easy. But in non-monogamy, you have to understand that that is uh, almost 100% of the time what the outcome is going to be. So so with that, because you're in, in an open marriage, when you decide to date someone, mm-hmm. they know that you're – is there a priority? Is your is your husband the priority? Or is that just like – or is it just – and everyone is on one even playing field? I think that – since you're not um, limiting there's love. A, there's a concept called relationship anarchy. Uh-huh. And in that concept, you're not prioritizing one over, the, over other. the other. But because Daniel and I are married and because it's our agreement that we are each other's priority, that's the way that we do it. Okay. People do it. No, I know. Okay. Yeah. I'm just curious about how you Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the way that we do it. And people are generally really understanding of that. So, Do... Um, 
do you guys bring people home like in a group setting ever? We we haven't. We we still there's a lot of exploring we still have to do. Are you guys open to doing that? We are. We are open. Like there's a lot of uh there's Do you a- like girls? I'm I identify as heteroflexible because hmm. I definitely oh, yeah, I never, I've heard in so many words today. <laughs> Wait, what is it? Dicks Dicks discipline. Discipline. Discipline today and, and heteroflexible. 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 I cuz I'm Nine ninety nine times out of a hundred, I'll be attracted to men versus women. But every once in a while, I'm like, oh, maybe I would. Do She's I I am really attracted to this woman, but I've never been with a woman. Mm. Still would like to. I'm still open to it. But it's see, not- and that's another like people assume that if you're in an open relationship, you must be just sleeping totally, with women. Totally, you have to get totally. crazy, like, filming Swinger, porn right. Yeah, right. That, that's another common misconception. And I think, I mean, I like to think that Daniel and I are going to get really wild in our 40s. Like, <laughs> like once, once kids, like, once our, our season of parenting young babies and children is kind of passed. But um, that's not how it's been so far. <laughs> Do your, um, okay, so you mentioned that your, um, your group of, uh, like, parent friends are kind uh, of square. Yeah. Are they aware of, like, the type of relationship you and Daniel have? They are. They are, but I think, I don't think that every one of them is comfortable talking about it. So they know, but they don't talk about it? Kind of. She said they're all of her mom, like, her parent friends are kind of conservative. I was like, I would never thought I, I that. I think they're more conservative than, more conservative than we, we are. are like, so it's, yeah. We, is that because of where you live? It's because of where I live. It's because of, Daniel and I actually used to go, we went to a Christian college is where we met. Mm. This is this so, is getting even better. So, <laughs> so a lot of our friends are like also For, former Christian, former Christian. Some okay. of them still are, but that's just the circle that we've been in. You know, it's nothing. I'm happy you found us. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the little devil comes out. Like, I'm so happy. Oh my gosh. Uh, um, no, they're all amazing friends, amazing people. It's just, it's just on this on this particular topic, we don't really relate. I guess I sound like an anti-religious. Heathen. That's not what I meant by that. No. <laughs> I like Christians too. I have them in my family. It's like people are like, I have four black friends. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Um, okay, so now that you have a small child and you're mm-hmm. navigating this mm-hmm. open relationship, how do you how do you like intend on introducing that in a in a parent style? I know like having an alternative relationship is the question is like, well, when do you have kids? What are you gonna do? Yeah. Because like, kids, you know, stop everything or right, what? Right. Not really, but. How do you how do you intend on in, like um, expressing that or you know introducing that to your kids? Daniel, I haven't talked about this in a while, but if I'm remembering correctly, <laughs> the last time we talked about it, um, I mean, because it wouldn't be coming up for a few more years, right. obviously. Um, be careful because that that, two, that four comes up quick. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, that's true. But I think that we we don't want to make a big deal about it. I think we just want to treat it as very normal because it shouldn't it shouldn't be treated any other way. And I think just like oh, like daddy's going out tonight, he's hanging out with a friend. Who's the friend? Oh, so and so. Like I think just being as transparent without giving too much information. When you are dating someone, mm-hmm. um, are you guys do you? In public, are you do you go to like public places and be into like, like if someone saw you out with mm-hmm. the guy you were dating, they would uh-huh. think that you're his girl, like you are his girlfriend, right? But you know what right, I mean? Like, right. oh, this must be a re- like a relationship uh-huh. on its own, singularly, right? right. D- does that happen? Yeah, uh, yeah. If only I only had the one, like besides that one three year relationship, 
I only asked. I was only the only reason dating. I'm asking is because I think about this could n- probably never happen, but I, what if like your child is older, like it's say a teenager, and his friend sees you out and doesn't under know your relationship mm-hmm. and sees you out Ooh. being intimate with. Or, or you know, showing having PDA with another I never man. About I that. Really, how do you? I really, how would you arm your child? Not arm them, but like, how to to be able to explain that to their friend, or not? You know, I just I'm just curious. Like, I how never, that- if you're a woman over forty dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. I've never, I never thought about that. That's a good question. I really hope that by then, like, my child would have a complete understanding of what we were doing. And I think that, I don't know, I just don't think an open marriage is that unusual these days. I think that a lot of people are, a lot more people are doing it. Um, Based based off, like, people I've just met and and even, like, dating apps are more conducive to it. Like, OkCupid has been really great for us because it has an option like you can say oh I'm in a relationship with and you can link your partner's profile so people it's all transparent people are like oh this is this is what I'm dealing with Mm. um so I think I think by then I just don't think it's going to be that big of a deal and and I'll feel feel fully equipped (coughs) to just without shame be like yeah mom and dad see other people you know as not as normal as maybe you think it is. No, really? I, I, think, <laughs> oh, really? I, I think it's as normal. No, I'm, I'm not saying that because I I think that. I just think generally in the population that we live in, honestly, I mean, we live in L.A., so sometimes in, in California we can feel like we live in like a bubble. Yeah, the rest a of good the, bubble. <laughs> Jamila, is a, I'm going to just call you a statist because you're a really <laughs> judgmental when it comes to different states. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um I think California is like, you know, it's it's like a unicorn state almost in ways. Like, we think shit's normal that is not normal to everybody else. Right. I it's think shit is as awkward and weird as you make it. I think if your kid is not, like, okay, what if we were lesbians and we had kids in a lesbian relationship? We're going to have to address that. No, of course. But I'm just saying to her to her saying that hopefully it's going to be normalized. I don't think I don't think it will be. Maybe more so. I think the conversation is starting. I mean, like you said, you had to Google what. Yeah. What like it ten was. years ago? Yeah, and yeah. I, and we were having a conversation with a, 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 someone today, and she was saying how like, yeah, I just wasn't like because I was saying like when I was in my twenty like early twenties, 
monogamy was the only option in my head. Right, there right. was no other option. Mm-hmm. And that's not because I didn't want there to be. I just didn't think it could really exist or right. what it is. And I was a cheater too. Mm-hmm. And then I felt really guilty about that mm-hmm. and like forced myself into monogamy. Mm-hmm. And then was like, okay, I can. I know I can do this. Mm-hmm. You know, and now I'm back in this place where I'm like, okay, I did it. But like, did I really like that <laughs> shit? Or like, what? I don't know if I did. Um, yeah, I think, I mean, also... Daniel and I are really open to not being open in the future. Like, it works for us now, and it it has worked really well for us in the past, but that doesn't mean it's always going to work for us. Mm -hmm. And we're also open to that possibility. Like, we don't don't know. We don't know. In five years, we're going to be like, what the fuck were we doing? Right, right, right. Why did we do that? (laughs) But, like, right now, it's what works. It's what we think is best, and we're going with it. How do you feel about... um Okay, because you mentioned okay, Cupid has an option yeah, yeah, yeah. for it. How do you feel like, okay, you guys are married, but I'm also going to sign up and make a profile to seek out someone else. Mm-hmm. The seeking. How does the seeking make you feel? Because it's one thing if you're like, oh, I met this girl at work or I met this guy at work. Um, well, something you were talking about how you met a guy and he was married and he didn't tell you beforehand. And so Daniel, because it's summertime, he is interested in dating now that he has time. But it's been difficult because on his profile, (coughs) it does say that he's married. And people, women, understand. Yeah, they'll shy away from it. And so he was, like, asking me, he's like, should I, like, take off that I'm married? And he's, like, really, he doesn't want to be dishonest. But, like. And then, like, let them, like, get to know me and then mention it. Yeah, but that's, like, it's a difficult thing to navigate. It's, like, what happened to you? Exactly. Let me be clear. I wasn't mad. I, I, this was probably when I was more on my monogamous uh, side of things. I was, I was Are you going, Gemini? I'm on the cusp. Okay. I'm on the 22nd. I'm um, the 20th. Oh, okay. Yeah, June? Yeah. May. Oh, okay. okay. Um, you're also cusp. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, how'd you know? But uh, <laughs> it wasn't that I was mad. You know, I'm all for this. I'm like, oh, this is perfect. I need yeah. to know more. But yeah, I mean, I can see where like a normal chick, I would have probably clicked yes either way. I mean, I. Found oh. a couple on. I mean, I was having sex with a married couple mm-hmm. that I found on, <laughs> which was like, like a, a whole thing because I was like, "This exists." Like yeah. I didn't even know this, this could is exist. An option. At first, when I saw them, like the picture it was a picture of a guy, and I was like, "Oh, he's hot." And then it was like just the girl, and I was like, "Wait, what?" And then it was both of them, and I was like, "Wait, what?" I'm like, first I was like just very confused, and then I was like, "Oh shit, this is two for one." <laughs> Yes. Right. <laughs> and they're fine. Yeah. They they, they have, she found a fine-ass couple. Are you uh, still seeing them? Every now and then. Oh, nice. Yeah, nice. every now and then. They're great. They're that's like, amazing. And they, so they, they're and doing the it, But that's why, that's kind of like what opened me up to the idea. The idea because I saw their relationship mm-hmm. because they, they have so much communication mm-hmm. and they have a son. Mm-hmm. And so they're parents too and they're navigating through it and... They're beautiful, and I was like, I could be with my beautiful ass husband, mm-hmm. and also like, but it's it's not, it's I don't she can't go sleep with guys though. It's there's it's oh, women, swingers. Okay. so it's no, it's no, just, no. Remember, we learned today, swingers is your primary is your primary. That's what she said. Well, swingers is usually when you well, have like each of you have like another person that you're playing. That's with what. Them. That's what. Okay, so okay, I thought it was like swap. Yeah. So That's I thought swingers initially was like another couple, I mean another couple, and then they'll. But it's not. Well, I don't. Maybe clearly. I was like, that's what I thought. Like, that's that's a cool I thought like there's so many definitions. Yeah. I don't know. Okay, maybe we don't know. She can't sleep with other men, and like, he can't sleep with other bitches. Oh well, no! Together, they they only sleep with people together, and it's only ever women. Okay, that okay. is kind of unfair. 
Well, he doesn't. He's not interested in men. I know, but, but she's so she likes obviously likes men. I mean, I guess that's maybe, tricky. Or maybe, maybe that's, that's not maybe that's not what she wants. Maybe right. she really she's satisfied enough with him and just wants women. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, You're like I'm having a good time. So <laughs> I don't know. But, um, but um, yeah, it's been tricky for him because because of that. Because of that. And, yeah, and so I could see that's difficult. I don't remember the question that I was answering with that. But <laughs> oh right, what did I ask? Um, I don't remember. But um, <laughs> but that's it's it's interesting that dating is just so different for him than it is for me, because men are a lot more open too dating a married woman than women tend seem to be mm. dating an, another man. The women that he has Because dated, women are possessive. We want... That. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I think that's what it is. I don't know. I think I, women associate dating a married man with, like, being a sneaky, skeezy girl. Even if your wife's aware. I don't know. Women, yeah, I think women just are... I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure what it is. I would feel like men would care more. I... And... I think that mostly I have actually dated men who are also non-monogamous, and Daniel has mostly dated women that are also non-monogamous. That's just kind of the way it works best. Yeah, and he's mostly he's mostly dated women who are already in a primary relationship. So that works out. That works out. Yeah. But have you ever met any of his lady friends? No. No. How would you feel um, if he does meet a lady friend? And a lady friend. I don't know how to say that. <laughs> so you have consistent and like, okay, and um, your son's getting older. And mm-hmm. are you going to let the lady friend be around the son? What are the rules regarding the visitation? Visitation. I think that with every, like, with every situation, there just has to be so many conversations. Until and you I come think, to this. Yeah, so. until you come to that. And I think that if that were to happen either way, because we actually kind of had to start having that conversation because Jeff was still around when I was pregnant. And Daniel was like, well, I'm like, can he not be around the baby? Like, what are we going to do? Like, breastfeeding, and, right? Yeah. And um, so we kind of started to have that conversation. But I, I don't know. I, I like to think that I'd be really open to it. And especially if I think in, in, for me, Daniel and I kind of look at this differently too, which is common, I think, with, with couples is that you have different ways that you want the, the openness to kind of play out. Like for me... I like to know all the details when he goes out, and I I'm like, oh, like, did you have a good time? I'm like, I'm like waiting for him. I'm like, how was the date? Like, <laughs> I just like want to know everything. I'm so excited, and but for him, he he mo- he kind of more prefers not to know, mm-hmm. and like so we had to figure that out too. Mm-hmm. So I I think that if he were with someone long term, I would like to get to know her. I would like to be her friend. Right. But then he might not prefer that. Mm-hmm. Or and he, he had to respect that too. Yeah, and so it's. It's like it's too weird. Chill out. Yeah, like let that you, you don't need to be friends with her, Brianna. Right. <laughs> Go away. Yeah, <laughs> fine. Yeah, but. you know, but you know what? I I have so much respect for your relationship because that's really at the heart of why it was interesting to me. The communication, like such pure, honest communication with someone when it works, mm-hmm. you know. And I'm sure it hasn't always been easy, and I'm sure oh, there's yeah. been mistakes and things mm-hmm. that have happened. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a relationship, yeah. you know, but. That communication is what kind of drew me in because, I don't know, for me, that's, like, the most important thing to me, period. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know, like, we were talking today about, like, what your five, like, deal breaker things are. Like, the hierarchy of, like, what is important to you in a partner. Like, everything else can, like, fall, like, mm-hmm. maybe not be exactly what you want, but there's these five things and, like, communication. And I know, like, 
some people say that, but they still can navigate through a relationship with not a lot of communication. Yeah. I just can't. I'm, like I, I'm the same. So, but I've also seen people, and that's do why it, I was like, so. well, maybe I should maybe open relationships are for me because I also don't believe in monogamy, but I also don't like how I feel. How like with that that also like changes with more practice. Like you're the first time letting go of like or just, the ego and all. Yeah, that. letting go of the ego. Or just like the first time your partner goes on a date, it's gonna be so much harder than, than like the, the second fifth time. or the fifth or the tenth. By then, it's, maybe because he he came back. Yeah. <laughs> he came back. You're here. No, okay. and, but then, then, are you in love? And they came back, and they still want you more. Totally. But then you're also hitting on another thing, and this is a conversation that Daniel and I have had, and I I like to share with people is that you also have to hold in an open relationship that they might not come back. Right. And that mm-hmm. and that, that you're opening Pandora's box. You are, and I think that at first Daniel and I I think that was something that we didn't realize um but then but then but then after we had more experience it was a conversation that we had and we've realized that it's just a part of it and you you I mean it's the same way that your partner could die and you're you you can't like hold on you know what I mean you just you you have to be okay on your own either way so it's like it's it's okay like if if Daniel were to meet somebody else and fall in love and want to be with them instead of me I would be devastated of course because I want to grow old with him that's our intention however if he were to be happier with that person if that was his truth and what he needed to do then who are you to say otherwise yeah and so, that and I think that's really beautiful just like I understand that life happens mm-hmm. and if I'm here I'm here like what, what that could happen even if you're not open and exactly and, if, and and we've been together for 10 years so like that's what makes me like at this point I think like I wouldn't I wasn't here six years ago right you like, feel very now, secure in your relationship I feel very secure in our relationship but also I feel like what we've shared already has been so incredible and so beautiful and like given me so much goodness that if if it were to end that way like we've, we've had beautiful. something so yeah, good, right. and so I don't know, but I think that that's something that doesn't get talked about a ton. Is that you're opening that up? No, you're opening up that possibility. I think it's something you try to like pretend like it doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't or think like, you say we're opening it up because, like I said, I think it's if you're supposed there. to fall in love with someone. That's what the, was was meant intended to happen. Yeah, that's how it was supposed to. Life mm-hmm. was that your life. That's your pathway. That's mm-hmm. how it's intended. If you fall in love with someone, that was going to happen either way. Well, that's kind of like the awesomeness of life, like right, N- like it's know. like at any moment, something your life can totally Alter, change. change its path, mm-hmm. and you have to learn to let Honor go. It. And exactly, even when it's painful, because that's honestly part of the only reason why I've been able to get through some situations is just knowing, like I've always, my mom has always like said to me that like time is the greatest neutralizer, mm-hmm. and with time, everything is always better. Mm-hmm. It just gets better because. I truly enjoy learning mm-hmm. and like feeling. I have a feeling like even the pain. It's yeah. weird. Like, no, I'm, I'm with you. You know, and it's like I want to feel life. I mm-hmm. want to feel that. I think that's the biggest 
thing after all this controversy of like should I be open should I be closed and even us on this journey this podcast journey going through shit and working through shit and talking about it and growing and healing and saying damn this is making me have to grow damn this is making me look at myself I think the greatest the end goal is that we're all living on our path Mm -hmm. we're all walking our path we're all hitting the lessons we're supposed to learn this lifetime we're healing it and we're pushing through and that's a forever thing you know what I mean that's a that's our whole life's purpose Mm -hmm. and we can't no matter what the fuck we do whatever decisions we make it's going to happen whatever way the Mm -hmm. growth the heartbreaks the all the the wins it all happens but are you going to go with life's flow Mm -hmm. or are you going to try and fight it every time some shit hits the fan so I think that's like the overall thing. Right? Yeah, and I think I, mean, I guess I've never thought of it this way, but I think in the in that way, an open relationship is almost easier because you're like instead of resisting, you're just kind of going mm-hmm. like the because love, love, because right? even in committed monogamous relationships, like you people are gonna meet people that they're interested in. Period. That happens all the time. Mm-hmm. Infidelity is huge. So I, and almost I don't, more I, because it's forbidden, mm-hmm. and because it feels sneaky and good. Sometimes people be, be, can become more appealing yeah. than they actually are. Well, all the time. And then, and then you're <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which is why I cheated. <laughs> Let's be clear. Right. Which is why a lot of people no. do Cheat. it. Right. Right. So I think in a way you're like actually taking out some of those, I don't know, bumps. Just like, well, I, I actually can do this. So I don't even need to make a big deal about it and freak everybody out. It's just like something I can, I'm allowed to do. I can sit here and flirt with this beautiful woman at this bar and not be afraid that someone's going to send my wife a photo. Right. And, you know. Oh my God, I going to say something. Oh, Shan, Shan Booty said, mm-hmm. I saw on her YouTube, she was saying that um, romantic relationships are the only space we are allowed to have ownership and jealousy and then no one question it. As Erica's friend, like, and we hang all the time, when she start hanging out with other people, I can't be like, hey, why are you hanging out with mm-hmm. girls? You love me. We do this together. Mm-hmm. You take me to the party. You know what I'm saying? But suddenly... But you know, romantic relationships, we can. She was saying that... She's saying that... It, think about it. Jealousy is not condoned in any atmosphere. If you're jealous of your coworker, if you're jealous of your friend, that's kind of odd. Yeah. But if you're jealous oh. of something going on in a romantic relationship, no one questions that ego. No one questions right. that that's actually very unhealthy. Right. Because we've been we've conditioned ourselves to believe that it is and that's how it's supposed to be. But in reality, jealousy is not a good treat. Yeah, that's well that's toxic monogamy culture. It's just that we've really well, normalized and then like even decided that like jealousy is proof. Like it's proof that you really cared about me right yeah and I mean honestly I still struggle with that too I'm like I'm undoing a lot still actively and like sometimes when actually Jeff my ex-boyfriend he was not ever jealous he was a very he was a Pisces like very like just chill a lot of Aquarian energy and like he he was never jealous and I at at, like some points I would just be like why are you not jealous like like, don't you want to be my husband like don't you like what's going on and and I had to like check myself (laughs) obviously (laughs) but that's a product of of toxic monogamy culture is just like the way that we have decided monogamy should be done is just that's how that's how you care if you're jealous yes yeah wow I feel really enlightened right now (laughs) 
Long enough it's the weed. <laughs> or this conversation. I, mean, I hope it's me. But. It's you. It is. I think we had a lot of sex conversation today. I've like... We've talked about sex all day. We have. I mean, not just sex, relationships. Well, relationships, and it's like, yeah, it's a beautiful thing. It really is. There's a science to it, honestly. It's, it's my favorite thing to talk about. I was really excited to come on and talk. Yeah, I want to know more about your mommy. What is the mommy, mommy vibes? Mommy vibes. Um, well, mommy vibes is kind of on hold right now, but it was a photography project. And Some of those photos are. Just, I mean, I, I love that. I really I love, love those too. ones where you're holding your son. I, I really so think it's so should, strong. I think it should be unpaused until further notice. Yeah, I, I just need to find. I just need to figure out how I want to do it because I also I shoot sometimes too, but I, I didn't feel confident enough behind the camera to be able to shoot it myself. So that's why I, I contacted another photographer. You can do it. Thank you. I we could practice. That. We could practice. Yeah. But I think the idea was to shoot other women and to make it be this giant project where I'm showing that mothers are sexual beings as well and that that's okay and that once you become a mother, it doesn't, like, neuter you. It doesn't mean, like, you no longer are sexy. You no longer have desire. But that those things could coexist. And I wanted to create images because I realized I hadn't seen many of them and the project was actually born because I was, I love lingerie, I love lingerie so much. And so, and I own a lot of it and I just kind of like wear it at home by myself often. <laughs> and, so, and so I was doing that and I was holding my baby and he was really little and I like looked in the mirror and I was just like, oh, like I just saw like the power of that image of like seeing my, my body as like both nurturing a nurturing mother but also like sexy Mm -hmm. and I'm like we need to see this because this is kind of in a way like a woman in her full power not saying that a woman has to be a mother to to enter into her full power but putting those two things together like Mm -hmm. woman Mm -hmm. as sex goddess but also woman as nurturing mother mother. it was just like the most po- it wasn't like the most powerful thing ever. I was like staring myself in the mirror, like we. I need more of this. But you know what? That's a, so amazing that you saw that in yourself. Mm. You know because that, that's a lot of women we, look to other women like, and that's beautiful too. But like idolize other women mm-hmm. like that, like Beyonce or something. But if you when you look at yourself and you can see that, that's that's powerful. Mm-hmm. You know, and like I feel like we as women have to encourage other women to totally. do that and that's why that project is so important. It is, it is. Those I'm like, I'm going to get back to so it. strong. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I felt, I felt it. Thank you. Yeah, you guys really do need to go check that out and that's why I'm like, I'm here for you. I am, a, I support that 100%. And Jamila's like, I will be your muse. I will be your muse. I so practice on me. Yeah, let's shoot. That's, <laughs> that's a good idea. Monrovia. Let's shoot. And I think a part of my work, because, I mean, I'm still figuring out my personal vocation and I do want a part of my work to be coaching people, coaching women in particular, mothers maybe even in particular, on how to own your sexuality and how to feel comfortable in your body. Um, and I think that that project kind of hits on that. I think it's so beautiful because, like, really that's why we're all here. You know, that's why we started this. That's mm-hmm. how, like, that's why, I, whatever, when I saw you come to our page, I was like, oh, I like her. I was like, oh, I like her. She's my type of gal. <laughs> you know, like, there, there has, it's not that we don't exist, it's that we don't speak we don't talk Mm -hmm. and it's because other people other women other moms don't know that we exist this community is here and that it's okay to embrace that and it's Mm -hmm. not foreign and it's not this like um this frowned upon thing and i think like dirty nasty this dirty nasty and when these when these type of seeds are are planted Mm -hmm. when you stop in the mirror and you're like oh shit there's something so much bigger Mm -hmm. there that seed just got planted and then you just contacted this 
photographer also I was thinking maybe you should just use all female photographers I that was another thing that I also crossed my mind because when after we talked about that story yeah <laughs> but um just like even us starting this podcast you know because that was the first thing that we we talked about when she asked me she talked about that um she first told me the tender story with her couple mm-hmm. and then she said oh by the way you want to start this podcast and I said are we going to be dishonest are we going to be who we are mm-hmm. and she's like fuck it yeah and I was like all right I'm down because that's the only reason only way I really know how to talk mm-hmm. <laughs> but um you know like these little seeds are planted there's because there's people who need to hear this there's mm-hmm. other moms that need to be empowered by this movement and just like you're like it's on pause because I realize it's kind of a touchy subject mm-hmm. that's why it's you that's yeah. why you need to do it yeah that's why that's why it's important yeah so um I'm really happy excited about it thank mm-hmm. you um and I'm here to help Thank you. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Thank you. you for coming on today. Thank you for having me. It was so great. Yes. It was really good you. talking to you. Um, can you tell our listeners where they can find you? Yes. Um, you can find me at, at They Leche on Instagram. That's B A E L E C H E. I know it's kind of hard. Bay Leche. Um, slide me a DM if you're interested in opening up your current relationship or you just have questions. I'm always happy to guide people through that's amazing mm-hmm. um anything else um don't you have at the mommy project too i do it's 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 a private account because i have people interested in it for maybe reasons i don't like <laughs> so it's um at mommy vibes project if you're interested you're always gonna find that though. yeah for sure i just I know, think like keeping it private it helps me it control, control. Yeah. i can see and also like the male to female ratio and like who's following mm. like i i i have i think i have like 60 requests right now but they're all men mm. and so i'm like eh. let's let's even it out you know? like, <laughs> i, I just kind of don't even it out a little I bit uh you can find us at good moms underscore bad choices Make sure to sign up for our newsletter on our website. And, oh, we're having a meetup at the at, at um, Forever, Hollywood Forever Cemetery. Um, we're going to see The Exorcist because we need to exorcise. Exorcist exorcist dick, dick out of our lives. the dick out of our lives. <laughs> the toxic dick. The toxic <laughs> penis. Um, wait, what day is that? July 14th, 4th? I believe. July 14th? The Saturday, that's the 13th or the 14th. Anyway, look it up. Hollywood Forever <laughs> Cemetery. We'll put it on our website. I think tickets are like 18 bucks. We'll like, bring some wine. I mean, I was thinking we should dress like witchy, because it's a cemetery. You have to come. Fun. Have you ever been? No, it sounds fun. Oh my god, so it's in the cemetery, uh-huh. this old cemetery in Hollywood. There's like, old, like, Hollywood starlets buried there, and just ran a lot of, like, I don't know, Jewish people? There are. It's, it's, anyway, they have, it's beautiful. They have, like, all these beautiful, like, statues, and, I mean, it's death, but it's beautiful. Um, they have this huge wall, and they people come out, and there's DJs, and you picnic out there. There's that DJ? sounds fun. Yeah. And then they play a movie. And then they play a movie, and usually sometimes it's a horror film, sometimes it's, like, an old Hollywood film, like, Roman Holiday, or... Um, sometimes it's like Cheech and Chong and everyone's just getting high mm-hmm. um, but it's really are people really, doing that anyways? yeah they're doing that regardless <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's what I'm going to be doing at the exorcism yeah. for sure, sure yeah. um, I'm going to do with that I'm going to do a little seance I'm going to light some like, yeah it's going to be fun <laughs> anyway um, guys come come hang out oh my god I think that might be the second eclipse too around the time Third or fourth or okay, whatever. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Never mind. Forgot I said that. <laughs> All right, y'all. Well, um, we'll see you next week. Bye. <laughs>
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.